Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. This is a marketing podcast like you haven't heard before. It's about real connections and honest conversations. Why am I here? To remind you that you can fly. If you're brave enough to listen to that calling inside you, I'm here to serve you and show you that marketing can and should be honest, that the truth sells and authenticity wins. So how can businesses and brands build a real and authentic audience? The Authentic Audience Podcast gives you insight into growing your business and marketing strategies to gain real followers and loyal customers. Each week, I create a space of radical honesty for thought leaders and entrepreneurs who have built successful businesses to share their insights on business, marketing, relationships, life, and spirituality. Each episode is sure to remind you the power of storytelling and truth selling. Get ready to get real, get raw, get honest, and keep growing. Amber Ray is an author, artist, and global voice for emotional wellness and self-discovery. She turns highly relatable insights on the human experience into viral art, sold-out venues, and best-selling books. She's the author of Choose Wonder Over Worry, Move Beyond Fear and Doubt to Unlock Your Full Potential, and the upcoming The Answers Are Within You, 108 Keys to Unlock Your Mind, Body, and Soul. She's birthed global art movements, life accelerator programs, best-selling books, talks at TED, Microsoft, and Kate Spade and tools that awaken your sense of wonder. I personally am so inspired by Amber and I'm so excited to hear about your new book. Congratulations, first of all, and welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Two books. I know. Crazy. That's huge. I mean, we a third already too. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited to talk about it. I just want to dive right in. Um, talk to me about the new book, what inspired it and what feels important to share. So the new book, The Answers Are Within You, actually truly was inspired by my community. This was the book that I made for them. Um, When I wrote my first book, Choose Wonder Over Worry, I talked about imposter syndrome and anxiety and perfectionism and a lot of the things that we struggle with and realizing who we are and realizing our potential. Um, And it was super raw and vulnerable. But I had this idea with Instagram, what if I started illustrating the things that I that I was writing about? So like, how do I illustrate perfectionism or how do I illustrate sitting with an uncomfortable emotion or how do I illustrate tuning into your own inner wisdom? And that started as an experiment and it ended up really blowing up. And so my community for so long was like, we love these illustrations, make us something. And so mm-hmm. I um, convinced my publisher to let me create a full color illustrated book. So, you know, the book is really inspired by, by, by my audience, my community. But what's interesting is that when I was writing it, um, I had a massive, massive life changes in the last year. And as I was writing it, the answers are within you and all these tools to like, to listen, to like really not just like listen to the surface, but to go deep, deep, deep and listen to that deepest knowing within you. As I was putting together this book, it was, it was sort of a permission slip for me to uh, act on things that I was terrified to do and to get clarity and to really have the courage to go after what was most true and meaningful. It's so beautiful. There's so much that you said that I appreciate so much. One is that it was inspired by your community and really letting that fuel 
the experience Mm -hmm. and then also sort of diving in and learning yourself throughout the process. And I too find like, I just led my first retreat. And the reason why I vibe with you so much as my retreat is called body, mind, and business. And so Mm. we dive into like this really beautiful curated, very intentional experience where we start with the body, we move into the mind, and then we focus on business. And I got so much out of it through my own workshops, through my, like doing my own journal prompts, like doing the work myself that I surprised myself in a way of how much I got out of it. And I think that that is such a, symbol of authenticity. When you two are like one with and learning alongside your community, that to me is what makes a really iconic brand. So that's really fun. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your community because you do have a really big following on social media since these illustrations have blown up. And what does it feel like to sort of experience yourself watching this happen and what has that process been like since the first time you wrote your book? Because now coming out with the second book, you have this massive following, you have this really empowered, woke community. And just what has that been like to grow? And yeah, during COVID, I mean, it's a crazy time to have an online yeah. presence. So like, what has that been like, you know, just in general? And then as it relates to the new book. I don't know if this answers your question, but it's what's been present for me. Um, When I wrote my first book and how I even, how my whole journey began is in 2010, I believe, or maybe even before then, 2009, I started a Tumblr blog and Mm -hmm. I was- Oh, good. Yeah. Tell us this story. Yeah. I was documenting the sort of adventures and misadventures. I had a career in tech. I left tech, sold my belongings in 48 hours, booked a one-way ticket to New York, didn't tell anyone wrote a post about it when I got on the airplane. And when I landed in New York, all these opportunities had emerged. A production studio wanted to do a TV show. It was, it was wild. Um, and I, I learned in that moment of, oh, when I, A, courageously move in the direction of what's most true, but then share my journey and process and what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and give people insights into what I'm doing and why, it's a mirror for them to see themselves more clearly. And that was such an aha moment for me because I was like, who cares about my, you know, my story, but it was, my story was just a way for people to see themselves. And it was a way for them to have permission to you also follow what's true. So that started way back when, and then, you know, followed all of these different art projects and books and startups. I was a part of, you know, I, I did a lot in, in 10 years. I'm a manifesting generator for those uh, human design listeners. So I'm like <laughs> exploring all curiosities. I'm listening to you talk and I'm like, wow, we actually have a lot in common. <laughs> Lots of authority, so it's like, yeah, is it a yes? I go <laughs> totally. If it's an aligned fuck. Yes. Like I have yet to regret any of those impulsive, like move to a new country decisions. And I'm just so exactly. grateful that there are people like you also leading the way in that, like you said, like people need that permission. And I find that too, with my own small audience, like when I do share about that thing that I really, um, am scared to, or feels the most vulnerable, I see that it has like the most effect and the most 
just permission, like you said, for people to actually see themselves. So it's actually not really about you, um, which is such a beautiful realization for me anyway. And my ego was that it's like in service to the community and it's in service to that healing and just doing that alongside your community, I think is really powerful and why they stick around. I know a lot of the people that I follow, it's like, I feel that I'm in it with them. I feel like we're in it together and there's no hierarchy or even like teacher student. It's just like, we're all learning together. And you're like a few steps ahead, guiding the light for us. So speaking of that, speaking wait, 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 of- can I share one more thing that I was yeah. going to share, but then I like went on a whole, but I like to, to, it's not about you, but this is the aha moment I've had recently, but it's like, but the content, instead of the content that I create being you focused. So like on the audience, which is in the last year, I actually started feeling a disconnect with my brand and content and everything that I was creating. Cause I was like, what does my audience need? Okay. They want check-ins. They want, they want, like, I'm trying to anticipate what they need, but that's not how, like, so for some people that might make sense for their brand and business, but that wasn't the origin of mine. The mm-hmm. origin of mine was vulnerable truth-telling. And I'm so, so glad you said that a hundred percent. And so I'm having to, I like, as I've been looking at 2021 and like what felt off and actually out of alignment and inauthentic was like, how do I move back into alignment and authenticity? It's like, oh, the art I'm making can't be like, let me make this method for you. The art I'm making needs to be like the like deep shit that's coming up in therapy that I'm realizing and then drawing and illustrating my own process. So it's like coming back to like, it's about me, but not about me. Mm -hmm. But when it's not about me, it doesn't resonate or connect. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. I think that you just articulated really well what I feel all the time because it, it is my story and it is my experience, like even thinking of the the latest or most recent thing that I got really vulnerable about was sharing about my miscarriage and realizing like it needed to come through me. And it was my story and it was my darkness. And it was that experience that then allowed me to share and create in a certain way. And I think that the art that you create through it is so powerful. And I want to talk about that for a moment because I'm recently falling back in love with the creative side of myself. And for so long, didn't think that I was an artist or didn't think that I was a creator and you're, you're mixing so much art. And I think that just adds such another layer of vulnerability. And I would love for you to talk to that because I have so many artists and healers in my community. And for whatever reason, I mean, I know the reason when I post about like a business course or something businessy, right. And that, in that world, the flack I get is like little to none for like charging or saying anything specific, but for whatever reason, I feel that when it's art or spirituality or coming from this like healing heart centered place, that's like really the most important thing. There's like, it's open for way more criticism and open for way more I don't know what. And I think that a lot of people hesitate to share because of that and because the art is so sacred. So what was the relationship for you? Like coming up with this really, like you said, deep, sacred experience and turning it into like art and posting in front of half a million people. I mean, that takes so much courage. And if you can talk to that a little bit, I know there's so many people who have so much to share and there's just that resistance is too strong. 
Yeah. Well, it didn't start with an audience. So I think that helped is that I found my, so, so for people who are like, I don't have an audience yet. What's the point? It's like, the point is to find your voice. Mm. And so it like, it wasn't about, I never went, even when I wrote the the piece about quitting my job and uh, you know, leaving that whole uh, conventional lifestyle, um, I wasn't writing it for other people. It was like something that needed to come through me that I needed to express that. Like, I felt like I couldn't breathe if the words didn't come out. And so I think like it, I would encourage people to start there, like start with like, what is it that you need to say? What is it that's like dying to be born through you? What is it that needs to be expressed? And like the benefit of not having an audience at first is that like, there aren't opinions, but it's a place for you to really like focus on you and to experiment and to, you know, play with art or play with like figure out, I mean, the medium that's right for you. Like I wrote for eight years before I even considered, oh, how could I like, like, I wasn't an illustrator. I never went to art school. When I decided to do this art project that ended up spreading around the world, I had never done a mural when I had gotten, I had gotten this um, art festival in Dumbo in Brooklyn, New York to allow me to do the 60 foot mural when I had never made a mural in my life. It was just all the story that I told them about why I wanted to create it. And then it was like, okay, now I have to figure that out. So I think it's, um, I feel like I'm going all over, but I think it's like, yeah, use that space to experiment. And then like, what's interesting is that for me now that I do have all these people watching, yeah. it's kind of like, I'm overthinking it. Hmm. I'm like, can I say it that way? Will people judge me? Da, 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 da. Like, you know, that critical voice comes up and ultimately right. like people will judge me. People will criticize. People will um, have opinions about it because particularly like when you're talking about business versus like the real vulnerable stuff like business doesn't trigger people. <laughs> right. Barely. You know what I mean? Like business is like, okay, business stuff. It's not like touching some deep part inside of me. But when we go to the more of these, like I recently wrote about leaving a marriage in the last year, my ex and I, after nine years decided to complete our relationship. And I mean, that was like the biggest answer within me. Like speaking of like what this book is about, as I was like, it's so funny because it's, I almost didn't, it's, I almost didn't know at the time I'm like creating this book as a permission slip to myself. And then ultimately I was like faced with one of the biggest decisions of my life, which was like, am I going to listen to and act on the answer within me that knows that this, this, this marriage is over, that this relationship is complete and it's like run its course. And so I wrote a piece about that in November, um, which was probably like the most important thing I had written in the last year. And, you know, it was really triggering for some people because divorce and separation and like brings things up for people. Like one person was like, but you just got married two years ago. Like, I don't understand. (laughs) I was like, who are you? It's not (laughs) a place to understand. I love people. I love people. Like, I just have to say the people who troll me, I have had like the most, I can't even imagine the response that you got to that. And also it's just the, like to have, I don't know who you are. And if you're one of these people, I would love to know, like, how do you have the, I don't know what to like write something negative to somebody that you've never met. It's just like so confusing to me. And it happens so frequently to me because I talk a lot about spirituality and business and that triggers people. Like it's meant Mm -hmm. to be separate. And I get a lot of flack for like, even using the word Dharma, you know, and it's, Mm -hmm. it's a whole experience and journey that I've gotten to go on and stand behind. But 
I just love that people feel that they get an opinion because you're sharing. And I think that that's a really interesting part of being a global public artist these days. I have a good friend who's also a global musician and artist, specifically more in like the healing space, like we are. And the amount of flack and the amount of feedback. And I was thinking recently, like, cause I've been watching the Beatles documentary and it's so good. So good. Oh my God. I just, I'm enamored with it, but I've been watching it thinking like, wow. Ono and how her chair is like in sitting. I'm like, I'm sorry. That was triggering me. Speaking of having opinions, she totally triggered me. She totally triggered me. It's so interesting. It's so interesting that you brought that up. And (laughs) And that relationship, because it's like, we, we have like totally idolized, or I don't know what romanticized that relationship with John Lennon and Yoko Ono. So to like, see that energetically was so fascinating, but in watching it, I really realized like the only opportunity that people had to like provide feedback was like either in press, like there was like one magazine, one newspaper, right? There wasn't this like back and forth opportunity. It was always like the artist sharing, like the artist on stage, the artist performing for the audience, for the crowd, but with very little opportunity for the crowd and for like thousands of people to like leave their comments back. And oftentimes when I'm looking at either your Instagram or some other people in the space, specifically my friend I'm thinking about right now, when I'm looking through the comments, I'm like the haters live among the fans. Like they're just all there. And so the people that are going to support you and be like completely inspired and transformed through your story are like one comment away from the, you know? And so it's just, it's, it's just something that I recently was thinking a lot about because artists even 10 years ago had a completely different relationship with their community than, than today. So yeah, sharing something like that and then having an opportunity for people to respond and give their feedback, I think is really brave. And how has that been going for you since you shared? It was super liberating. Mm. Um, Real quick though, one thought that came up is that there were hundreds of positive comments, right. hundreds of people right. supporting, and then like three people who right. like had an opinion, but it's, I think it just, I want to point out that like, it's so easy to focus on those three comments and be like, and make that mean something and, and, you know, get spin into a story around it versus like, there's hundreds of people here supporting me, cheering me on saying, this is so brave and courageous. But like, you know, everyone's going to have an opinion. So, the you know, it's just trying not to take it personal because it's really not a, the, you know, it's the not about it's not actually about us. Yeah. So, but, um, but to answer your question, it was like deeply, deeply liberating because I also felt like, you know, so much of my um, relationship with my community is this authentic truth telling. Right. And so I felt like I was holding on to a secret for six months and it felt awkward writing and creating content. Cause I wasn't really like letting people know where I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought about that. I was like, do I want to like tell my community sooner? Like, but I really, it was a really beautiful time to like create a sacred bubble around that experience. And to really, like, I learned a lot about privacy because mm-hmm. I am like, at what point is it, am I oversharing? And at what point am I losing the opportunity to like live and feel the experience before I share the experience? Totally. 
because I feel like we need to like live things and go through things. And if I had brought like my community in too soon, well, first off, I didn't have the words for what I wanted to say. I try, I wrote probably 30 things before I finally was like, this is it. This is what I want to say. And that didn't happen until like early November. Mm. And so it's like, I think giving myself that space to really process it and go through it just with my inner circle was actually a really profound um, and liberating and beautiful experience. Yeah. Well, congrats. I mean, what a year (laughs) it's been huge. And now having this story and sharing this with the book coming out, I just feel is so in alignment and so true. And that's what I just really enjoy about you and you are open and you're okay with things being messy and you're okay with, you know, it just not being perfect. And I think that's one of the reasons why I really like following you and being in your community is because I one feel along for the ride, but I, I also don't ever feel like I'm getting baggage dumped, right? Because oftentimes if you do share too soon, it's hard to sort of take away your ego experience or that self-doubt and that experience that we have before we share something with like, is this in service? Is this in the highest and greatest good, not only of myself, my partner that I'm sharing about and my community and just being so, so, so intentional with it. And I don't think that makes it at all inauthentic. I think it makes it even more authentic and even Mm -hmm. more sacred that you were so intentional with how, and when you shared about that experience and so beautiful because it's so timely as is the universe. And so I want to speak to the book a little bit more because I'm really excited about the interactive piece Mm. and I'm a huge angel card tarot deck. Like I have a million decks. I'm always pulling cards and the fact that we can use the book sort of like an Oracle is really exciting to me. So can you share about this and what, um, you know, just the intention behind it and how we can do this? Totally. So there's 108 illustrations and short essays in the book and the way I use use it. And it's so fun to like, I'm like, I made something I want to use. Um, I love that feeling. I love that feeling. Congrats. (laughs) So I like wake up and I'll, cause I journal most mornings and before I journal, um, sometimes I like know what I'm going to, you know, write into. And other times I just want like a nudge of inspiration. And so Mm -hmm. I'll open the book and, or I'll hold the book and I'll think of a question like, you know, what message is meant for me today? Or sometimes I have a very specific question, which I'll ask. And then I close my eyes and I flip through the pages until I feel one um, that feels true. So right now I just landed on have have hard conversations. Mm. Um, And it's an illustration of the journey we go through when we're about to have a difficult conversation, which starts with yikes and then moves into but this conversation is important and then it's like okay so we start having the conversation it's like I hate this get me out of here and then you start to like you know you move through that discomfort you're like oh I see their point of view we're getting somewhere yay and Mm -hmm. so the it, it says you know um there's a long essay but I'll read this part you know, when having a hard conversation, what's important is to stay through the discomfort. Consider holding the intention, as hard as it may be, to listen and understand rather than speak and be understood. This will give you room to see things from another perspective and in turn put the other person at ease so they also have the emotional space to listen to and understand you. Mm, that's so, so beautiful. So I yeah. just, yeah, I think yeah. that's I think that that's so fun and it feels very channely the way that you just read that. I'm like, that is such a powerful 
message and I can't wait to, I can't wait to have it and just like have another tool. That's how it, that's how it feels to me. Like it's another tool to remind me that it's within me. And Mm -hmm. that's what I appreciate most about you. And even before sharing about this book is like you said, it is about you, but it's not about you, but really it's about the universal you that we all are and being in this journey together. And I think so many people and so many books are about looking outside or like these techniques that are outside of us, even like I mean, basically every technique other than sitting down and being quiet is happening outside of us. And so the fact that you're really encouraging people to go in, that's been a huge message for me. I'm so affected by the external. I'm so affected by my mentors and what they think of me, my audience, the people I look up to my vision holders. Like I'm constantly like trying to navigate my own deep, true feminine wisdom, intuition with this external validation, this external, just even opinion on what I'm doing and how I can really quiet that, but also still stay, you know, find that balance. And that's what I'm working on. So I would love for you to just share a little bit more about tuning in and the importance of that. And maybe if somebody doesn't have that kind of practice, I just let a retreat and I was really surprised at how many people were so hungry for this kind of practice or like a cord cutting meditation, but they mm-hmm. just don't know where to begin. So mm-hmm. can you help us? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you beautifully spoke to the, you know, the why behind the book and the idea, which is that so many of us learn to look externally for answers. We look to authorities, teachers, I mean, even Google to, or, you know, intuitives or psychics, or, you know, there's like a wide range of people that we're hoping will give us uh, insights to our most important questions. But, you know, in my journey and what I've come to discover is that it's only through stillness and quiet and listening that I can really hear those answers. Not to say that like therapy, I feel like is a mirror, you know, like Amazing. Are, therapy is fantastic. Yeah. Like therapy is a mirror. And even the book, the design of the book is meant to, it's a mirror. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's going to give you questions, prompts, ideas, practices that help you look within and uncover those answers. So for me, the most important practice in my life that I've been doing since I was about five years old is journal Mm. and journaling for me is I often have no idea what I'm going to say or what is fully alive in me until I put pen to paper. Mm. And so I would encourage, and, you know, in this book, there's tons of journaling prompts and practices like that. Um, but encourage, you know, and I feel like people have a lot of resistance to journaling hundred. Yes. But it's like, give yourself. 10 minutes, like set an alarm for 10 minutes. And you can start with the question of just like, what's alive in me Mm. or what am I feeling right now? Or what am I needing right now? Or what wants to be seen and like, what, what wants to be seen within me? Like, you know, there's a few, those are a few questions you can start with. And just like what I always encourage, because I lead a lot of journaling workshops is set the timer for 10 minutes and try not to lift your pen. Mm. And even if that starts with, I don't know what's alive in me right now, this feels a little bit uncomfortable. What's alive in you right now is that this experience is actually a little bit uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, just like start there because that gets the ego out of the way that gets that critical voice. Or if the critical voice is really loud, write down what it's saying. Mm. And so just start there to like, sort of get the noise. Cause like, I, like I think of the steps of how do you unlock the answers within you? Well, first is clear the noise. Mm. And then it's like, 
get quiet and listen, and then it's act on what you hear. And so like, I find journaling helps me like, like quiet the noise. And then once I've quieted the noise, which sometimes is like, you know, five minutes and sometimes it's five days. Like it might take me five days of journaling things before I'm like, whoa, that's what's there, you know, or sometimes it's a couple of minutes in the morning. But I think if you could, you know, I'd encourage people and I have, you know, we worked on this together. I have a journaling guide, a free journaling guide on my website that people can get. Um, I was just about to promote it because that's the hard part. There's nothing worse. This is why I love prompts. I love setting the timer and I go as far as creating a journaling playlist. I get so intentional about my journaling process because there's nothing worse than looking at a blank page and not knowing what to write about. And I think that's where the resistance comes from. So your journaling guide, I have this thing that I have uh, on in my community called write club. And I have all these different themes that you can write on. So like relationship, career, intimacy, and then different journal prompts for each thing that's wanting to come through. And the prompts are what I like want to scream from the rooftops. Now I feel that I can journal without them, but it was such a, um, bridge for me because especially now still, because with a prompt, something comes out of me that I never would have just spewed out. Right. Like I remember one of my favorite prompts is like my childhood best friend, dot, dot, dot. And I wrote like the coolest short story called Veronica's place with this little castle we used to go to in the woods. And I never would have won even gone back there in my mind if that hadn't been the prompt. So I think that these prompts that you come up with and, and then having a guide for setting a timer, like you said, like, we're not saying sit down and go travel into the woods and become a writer for the next six months. We're just saying, pick up a pen right now and answer the question. What's alive in me for 10 minutes. And it's amazing what comes out. Like you will surprise yourself how powerful and how wise our inner voice is. So I'm just so glad that you have that guide and that there's so many journal prompts included in your book. And I find it to be such a healing tool. And I talk about it a lot on this podcast, but I encourage you guys again, um, especially with the guidance of Amber to dive back into it, whether it be through her book or through her journaling guide, both of which you can get when this podcast comes out, you will be able to purchase. So I'm really excited to read it and to just share it with people because it's just so intentional. And I am very much believer in the answers are within, especially right now. It's loud. Yeah, it's loud. It's loud. And one of the, what, what this all reminds me of, and it's actually one of the illustrations and, and keys in the book is to like, listen to your whole body. And so mm-hmm. I think a practice that I would invite people into, I'll give you one of the little sneak previews of one of the ideas in the book, which is to just like, as you go about your day, notice when your shoulders tighten and cave in. Notice when your body opens and expands. Notice when a conversation or a song gives you goosebumps or feels energizing. Notice when something's like feels really like, you know, creates just like tension in your body because all of that is information and all of that is wisdom telling you like what is and is not in alignment for you. And when things feel opening and expansive and energizing, that's our body's way of saying yes. And when things feel contracting and like, you know, icky or we feel tight, that's our body weight, body's way of saying no. And so our body is always speaking to us like, 
I think of a, a girlfriend of mine who was like interviewing for all these new jobs. And I was like, notice your body when you walk into the meetings. Like, and she was like, I didn't even like, I the entire, I finally was, she's like, I hadn't thought of that. She's like, but my body was caving forward for half the conversation. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that was like, not. A, and I was like, I like thought I should want it because in my mind, it like checked off all the boxes and looked amazing on paper and like, oh my God, this like looks right. so good externally. But like when I watched how my body respond to it, it was like, hell no. And so I think when we're like making important decisions or like seeking new opportunities um, to really like pay attention to the wisdom of our body and how Mm -hmm. it's communicating with us. I think that's so important and such a great way to like dip your toe into like listening to yourself because my sister actually just led the most beautiful meditation just like that at my retreat where she had us tune in, close our eyes and think of a time that was like a fuck. Yes. Mm. And for me, I thought of when I said yes to marry my husband. And when I hired, um, Krista, who, you know, that was like the, the biggest, like, yes, in my body. And then she had us feel into that. And I feel like I'm a pretty self-aware kind of gal. And I'd never done this exercise before. Mm. Like you just said, like, it's so obvious. Our body's talking to us all day. And I felt like the, like, it's right in my chest, like even talking about it and like opening. And when she had us go to something that felt like a no, Mm. it was like, like everyone was like making noises. Like it felt so bad. And it's just so obvious. So through the rest of the retreat, because I really wanted people to listen to their own energy and tap in. So everything was optional and it was really about like doing what was right for you. We never get this time for ourselves. And it was all about soaking up your own goodness. And that's why I love what you're writing about. And so people, the rest of the week were like, is this an aligned? Yes. Hold on. You know, and like really. sitting with it, but I'm still to this day, like, is this aligned? And it's such a beautiful way of just asking your body, like, how does this feel? Like sit with it, close your eyes. Where does the sensation happen? And I love what you said, like start to recognize just how it feels throughout the day. It's also such a good way to stay present. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love bringing that body experience back into my tools to just get present, get here. And if you're tuning into your body, it's really hard to be elsewhere. So Thank you for so many like profound nuggets of wisdom on this whole episode. I just always feel like it's so healing and so timely whenever I have guests on and it's exactly what I need. So thank you. Me too. I was like, there's a hard conversation that I've been avoiding and putting on <laughs> that I need to have because it's not a fuck yes. And I'm like, ah, you know, and the answers are within, I mean, it's, it's incredible and so simple and yet so profound. And just thank you for sharing and for your courage and for the work and the art that you're putting out into the world. And I know so many people are so grateful and thank you for sharing your story. I just want to end um, with three rapid fire questions. If you don't Ooh, mind, yeah. uh, number one is what are you reading? Ooh, I'm reading Joan Didion's memoir, The Year of Magical Thinking. Oh, Joan, she's my favorite, 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 favorite. Oh, I'm rereading Slouching right now. Okay. That's yeah, funny because I haven't read, which is crazy, like as a memoirist, I haven't read any of her work. 
Mm. Um, and so when she passed, I finally yeah. downloaded the Your Magical Thing. Well, you are in for a treat <laughs> and for a ride and for everyone listening. That's so auspicious that you brought that up. I love Joan Didion. And there's like two that I haven't read, Slouching Towards Bethlehem. I haven't finished. And then there's another one that I haven't read. And I'm like so happy that I still have more to read. She did just come out with a book uh, of like her best works like last year. And I read that, but anyway, you're in for such a ride and I feel that you're just going to love her and I'm so happy for you. So that's exciting. And I love that recommendation. So thank you. Thank you. Number two is who's your favorite follow. Who do I love following the most? Yeah. Hmm. I always love this question. Like whose Instagram are you just like, fuck yeah, <laughs> I'm here for it because there's not many. <laughs> That's true. Gosh, I'm struggling. I know it's hard. I'll say, what's her? I have to look it up. Okay. I've just thought I've loved how Dana Mercer. Hmm. I don't know her. She does like all like positive body image stuff. Oh, cool. But like what I love is that she'll like, she looks like she's, you know, very small, but then she like shows, she's so good at showing how people on Instagram are basically hacking poses. So she'll like have the perfect pose and then she'll like show her stomach actually softening. Mm -hmm. And so, and then she'll like move her butt in a certain way and then like shake it and you see like her cellulite. And so she's just like breaking all of these like false ideas of Instagram and filters and beauty. Um, she used to, I think, be a journalist or be the editor in chief of women's health. Um, but now she's a massive, follow her. Yeah, she's a mass, this massive following, just like being like the shit you see on Instagram is not real. Yeah. You know, and so I just feel like I've loved the um just like how real she is. Mm-hmm. And like, I think she's a great example of like using her body to like, to share a message that she's passionate about or using, mm-hmm. like, you know, for her, that's her thing. It's like her. her access point. That's what I was thinking when you're talking about your practice with writing is I've been thinking a lot about like, what's my access point to creativity and mine's actually speaking. Mm-hmm. And so I don't even process oftentimes unless I've spoken it out loud. Like I can journal about it until I'm blue, but I have like million planets in Gemini. I have to say it. And so this podcast has been just super healing for me in that way, because we'll talk about something. It opens the access point for me and the portal for me to then create and just stream of conscious channel, whatever you call it. And yours is so obviously writing, but then that led to the illustration, right? Like, but your access point got in. And then it's also speaking. I realized recently, cause I'm like, now what do I do with this? So it's funny you say that. Yeah. Next. That's the next version. I mean, it just keeps evolving, which is so cool. As long as you're like in that aligned. Yes. So my last question that I always want to end on is your prayer for your readers, for people that come through your community, whether they know you now or find you through this book what would you like them to know? My prayer. I mean, my desire, my prayer for them is to live in alignment with what's most true and to have the courage to step away from the should and the expectation and what other people want for us or the the pressures we place upon ourselves to live in accordance with someone else's uh, rules so that we can fully live what um, we're here and we're, we're meant to, to be and experience and express. 
Mm, That's so beautiful. And I will echo that prayer because that is such a dream of mine for people as well to just find their gifts and get out of their own way so they can share them with the world. So I just appreciate the work you do and the art you share. And you can find Amber Ray on Instagram. You can find her new book. It's on, it's everywhere, right? Anywhere books are sold. Anywhere books are sold. You can find Amber. And if you haven't met her online and don't know her web presence yet, you're welcome. You are in for such a treat. So we'll put all of the links obviously in the show notes, but just thank you for your time. Thanks for being here. Congrats on the book. It's huge. It's, it's a baby. It's a, it's a whole energy now out into the world. And I'm just really excited to be on your ride and see what's next. Cause it's, you never know. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't well, know. until next time, hopefully we'll have you back on and um, stay connected because I really appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. This is such a treat. Of course. And to everyone listening, I know that you are feeling exactly what I'm feeling, which is inspired, empowered, and ready to go journal. So I'm going to go Ooh. do that. Thank you guys for being here. And until next time, keep growing.